0: Welcome to episode four of Sport Oregon Voices. This podcast gives you an insider's look at upcoming events and shares the unique stories that prove there's no better place in the world for sports than here in Oregon. This week is all about the Portland Trailblazers as we preview the 2022-23 season tipping off in a couple weeks. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience of Sport Oregon board members at Wyden & Kennedy as our first ever Sport Oregon Chalk Talk. Today, we're joined by Blazers president, Dwayne Hankins, GM, Joe Cronin, and head coach, Chauncey Billups. If you want sport at the highest level, we've got you. Welcome to episode four of Sport Oregon Voices. My name is Lamar Hurd. I'm the TV analyst of the Trail Blazers. I'm really excited to be here today for episode four of Sport Oregon Voices uh, because I get a chance in my role with the Trail Blazers to represent the three gentlemen that are about to come join me in various ways. And I've said this since the start, pretty much, of my tenure with the team. The thing that has really excited me a lot about the organization and my role in it is the people I get to work with and the people I get to represent. And leadership sets the culture from the top. And that's serious business to me because I was a kid that grew up in Houston, Texas, that loved basketball through and through, and I would follow my basketball leaders wherever they led me. And I really appreciate it people in leadership in basketball that use that influence for greater reasons than just themselves. And that's what these three gentlemen do to a T. So it's really an honor to be able to go out and speak on their behalf at times. I just returned off our Rip City Rally, which is our annual event we do with the Trailblazers in partnership with Moda Health. We go to different cities throughout the state, and Blazers fans are excited about just seeing people with the team. And for me, being able to talk in a way genuinely that I know that I'm talking about people that I represent, that I believe in, really excites me about what I get to do. So, without further ado, I'm gonna bring up the Blazers Brain Trust, our president, Dwayne Hankins, our general manager, Joe Cronin, and our coach, Chauncey Billups. Hello, guys. Thank you for joining us for this live event, uh, White and Kennedy, which by the way, this is my first time actually being here. This is cool. Oh, yeah. I, this is, Seriously. This
1: is very cool.
0: So thanks for joining us, guys. We've got uh, over 100 Sport Oregon members here in attendance. There's people that's going to watch this. So please feel free to uh, elaborate on questions. They want to hear from you guys. And also, one thing you, you'll see some of today, um, I don't know how much you'll get to see because we only got about an hour or so, but these guys as a trio are probably, not probably, definitely the most humility from a trio of leaders you will find. And I want to make something really clear. I don't just say stuff because I'm a Blazer employee because if I didn't believe it, I just wouldn't say it. So this it really true, and we get the same thing with Damian Lillard as our leader on the floor. Definitely not a force them around the league that works in tandem, and uh, just with the level of humility that these three and also Dame as four do. So Dwayne, I'm going to start with you as the president Uh-oh. of the organization. Yes, newly named president this past season. You took a bit of a, I guess, what you would consider an untraditional route to becoming a president. Starting off in that social media world, can you explain what your
2: journey was like from the start to where you are now as president of the Trailblazers? Yeah, we only have a minute here, so I'm gonna try to go fast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I'm a first generation college kid. My parents didn't go to school. So I had no idea what I wanted to do going uh, going with my degree. I thought I was going to be in a rock band, and it didn't work out. So <laughs> I had to think of something else. So um, yeah, I started looking online and saw that teams were hiring uh, people to come work in sports. So my degree being in journalism um, really excited me that I could do something that I loved, which was work in sports, because I was never good enough to play at, at any higher level. So uh, I, you know, just starting from then, I started in PR. Uh, did that for many years, and this is how old I am, but things like MySpace, Facebook, and Twitter started coming along, and I just thought Teams could really benefit from being in those spaces, and not just posting press releases and doing things like that, but actually bringing out a team's personality and really bringing the brand forward and really having a conversation, so that happened. I was very lucky to meet a mentor of mine, Chris McGowan, who was the president here at the Blazers before I was. We worked together in Los Angeles, uh, and then Chris asked me to come up to Portland and without even knowing it, sort of like in the Karate Kid with Mr. Miyagi, he was always just preparing me for the role that when he one day left. So I, I just give so much credit to Chris for uh, being able to, to be lucky enough to do this job. So Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And
0: then Joe, you've
2: been a part of the Blazers
0: organization since 2006. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Yeah. So you, like Dwayne, promoted internally. Um, What has the process been like for you this season, just
1: assembling your own team? It's been really enjoyable for us. You know, when we we first got started, we made it a big initiative to bulk up our staff. So the last seven, eight months, we've added roughly a dozen new positions. And it's probably the most time-consuming thing we've done besides basketball where it's you know day in and day out trying to make our, our building and our organization a better place. And it's just how much we value the people and we know the impact that they can have. So it's been a really enjoyable slash tedious experience, but so far we're already seeing big changes and we're already getting or receiving big dividends from the people we've added.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Coach Billup, CB. Ooh. So, Coach Billups, a lot of us remember him in his playing days. Um, <laughs> we're glad to have him here as our, as our head coach. And, yeah, yeah, give it up for that. Uh, give it up for thank that. Thank
3: you, thank you, thank you.
0: You were a heavily sought after free agent before you took this <laughs> job, not only as a coach, but also as a potential leader of a front office. Mm. People in basketball circles recognize what you bring to the table. So, what is it ultimately that led you to this job in Portland? yeah it was um it was a process i mean after
3: i retired from playing uh, i had three different things that i thought i would do one was your job (laughs) which you are incredible uh, because i know how hard it is to do that so you you you're a rock star bro Um, and then two i thought about front office stuff and uh, took a deep dive into that and then also coaching and uh finally pretty much during the pandemic uh, had that time where we all had to take a time out and just really, you know, I was with my family and uh, made a decision on which way I wanted to go and uh, obviously chose coaching. And I just love it. Like, I just, I really do, I love it. Like, I felt like as a player, um, the older I got and I was a veteran on the team, I took so much pride in teaching and mentoring and. Um, These young guys coming into the league that are now, you know, had the opportunity to change the trajectory of their families' lives, but if they didn't have the right mentorship, could waste it. So I took a lot of pride in um, just kind of being that leader. And obviously, my passion for basketball, um, that's my first love, you know. So it just made sense, and uh, I just I love it. I love it a lot. I had a lot of opportunities, and Portland was at the top of my list for a couple of reasons. One, I just remember coming here as a player, and it was just so hard to win in that building Mm -hmm. because the fans are just so great, you know. Um, I really loved one thing about the fan base here. I felt this as a player on the other side, is it really wasn't about the big all-stars and stardom. It was about a team that really kind of reflected what the city was all about. And they just cheered really hard for that. Didn't care what the name on the back of the jersey was. And I love that. I love that. Um, It was kind of like that in Detroit in my years, in Denver in my years. It wasn't about who was out there. It was about how hard they were playing and if they played together. So that was number one. Obviously, number two was having an opportunity to coach Dame um, in his prime. Um, I see a lot of similarities in him as a player and me as a player, even though he's much better than I was. I see a lot of similarities. So just to have the opportunity to kind of mentor and teach him as well because he's such a student. So those were kind of my selling points. Um, And I'm thankful, you know, to Neil for him giving me the opportunity, you know, and really happy to have
0: my boy right here with me now. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned Dame. I want to go right back to you. Uh What are some of those things that you think as you look at Dame's game, your game, and also your guys' personality? Because as an observer, I see similarities, but I want to know what do you see in comparison between you two, and how do you feel like you can best help them? Yeah, um,
3: there are a lot of similarities, you know, with us two, I think, personality-wise. Both of us, um, I think, are pretty good leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, Game-wise, the demeanor is pretty much the same. Um, The competitiveness is pretty much the same. We both, obviously, were shooters. He's a better shooter than me. (laughs) Uh, But he's a lot more, I think he's a lot more athletic and faster than I ever was. but it's just so many like he, he cares, like he everybody knows Dame and he just really cares, you know, and he doesn't have this like sense of entitlement because he's the best player. Um, he does what everybody on the team does and he doesn't. He does it at the same time as everybody. And it just sets a great standard, you know, and I could just remember I was pretty much the same way. And I think because of that, um, you have incredible buy-in from the guys, from the community, from staff, um, because it's all about that humility that you spoke about. So that's why not only us, but the entire world loves Dane. That's the reason why. Agreed.
0: agree. Uh, Joe, you, you're spending all your time working to give this man a roster that can go out there and compete. What have your last few months been like from free agency, draft, summer league? What was it like?
1: we made a decision early on, you know, going back to February to reshape our roster. We wanted to be really aggressive and make a lot of different changes. And, you know, we said at the time, it's a lot easier tearing it down than it is building it back up. In February, we tore it down. Our challenge this last off season, May, June, July, was to build it back up. And we weren't sure how long that would take or what that would exactly look like, but the way the pieces fell, it worked out, we thought, really well for us. You know, we were able to get Jeremy Grant via trade, Gary Payton via free agency, drafted two good young players that we like, and Shaden Sharp and Jabari Walker. So, we feel like we've significantly changed, not just our talent base, but also our mentality, where we want to, you know, play his style of play, get tougher, be good teammates, play together, compete every night. So. We we know we've got much more work to do, but we're very content with how the pieces have fallen so far.
0: Dwayne, as Joe is putting this team together and Coach Billups is coaching them, getting ready to compete, what can fans expect when they go to Motor Center? Just in terms of the arena, is is there any new stuff going on in the arena? What can they expect?
2: Yeah, I mean, before I answer that, it's funny we had a call last week, and Chauncey's describing the way he wants the team to play, and you get goosebumps just hearing him talk about it. So, it's 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 awesome to be a part of the, this group, and and you know we meet almost on a weekly basis to kind of go through things, and um, it's just that part's really exciting. So for for our fans, you know, uh, we're we're still obviously coming out of a pandemic in some ways, so this will be the first year we're kind of back to normal, whatever that new normal is. And so what I've said is that uh, if you haven't been to a game since before the pandemic, your experience better be better. Because there's a lot of reasons over the last few years that that the world has created for you not to come to events or not to come to games, or maybe it's just too too much traffic, too much other things going on. So we've made some changes on that in that side to help really reduce friction about coming to a game. So that's not super exciting, but we really know that for our fans, like getting in the building, that's got to be quick. Getting Getting to parking's got to be quick. The food options, all that stuff needs to be dialed in. Um, so, that's been a primary focus of ours is really just get ourselves into whatever that new normal is. Um, you know, and we're excited about, I think, different opportunities that we can do in the areas like the club level that we're talking about, make that more of an exclusive club. We're talking about, um, you know we have tons of concerts coming in this fall. That's been a glut of shows that were postponed that we're all trying to get in. So, uh, you know, I think for us, it's just getting back to basics in some way and making fans feel both safe and comfortable and, and frictionless as they walk in.
0: And I want to go back to to CB to Coach Billups really quick because he has mentioned before uh, how much he appreciates the shared humility between Joe and Dwayne in leading business operations and basketball operations. He shares in that as well. He's not going to sit here and just tell you that, but he does. And so what I want to know from you, Coach, is you won a championship as a player. You're trying to do the same thing now as a coach. In addition to that shared humility, what are some of the other attributes you are seeing in the leadership group, both with you three, and also we talk about Damian Lillard leading on the floor. What are some of those championship type of attributes you're seeing in the current group you're working with? Yeah, well, I could, you know,
3: first of all, speak for this group. Um, I just think the best thing I could say is just, it's just a collective collaboration. Um, we're all on the same page. You know, we all have really good synergy. Um, Joe and I obviously have a a history, you know, going back from high school been knowing each other for quite a while and uh, just kind of meeting Dwayne. But we're all really new in our roles, you know, and I think that we all have a level of patience with each other because we don't know everything. We don't have all the answers. So we're asking each other a lot of questions, you know, there's a lot of experience here, but not as the head guy. Um, and we don't lose sight of that. You know, we don't lose sight of that. We don't we're not unrealistic in how we do things. And I love that, you know, it's no pressure, it's no stress. I know for me, you know, being hired by another GM and when they make the change, that's a scary position for a coach. Because I wasn't who Joe hired, mm-hmm. you know. Um, however, we have this incredible relationship and we see the game the right way, we see people the right way. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, for me. But it all starts at the top, you know. Um, and I, I tell you, since I've been in this position, I mean, Jody has been incredible um, in just being so supportive you know, we we have a lot of asks mm-hmm. from from Jody, and she's never said no. Um, she understands what we like, what we want, and sometimes I'm coming to Joe saying, "Joe, you ask her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, you make the ask," and and he always does, and she always says yes, man. Yeah. She always says yes, <laughs> and so it starts there, mm. and then it bleeds down to this level. You know, well. Joe and Dwayne's level, and then I'm obviously level under that. But to just to have that synergy, um, that vertical alignment is is been it's been a blessing for me in my first year, and obviously it was a really tough first year. So you need support. Um, so it's it's been awesome,
0: man. I just think it's really cool how the three of you are in this role, these new roles, and there isn't one of you trying to get ahead of the other, like you're saying, because that very easily could be the case, and there really is a partnership. And I know for you guys, it's for the benefit of the fans, for the organization. And you always put in that first, so I appreciate that. However, you did mention one thing, and Joe, I'm coming to you with this, because Coach Billups said he knows you from high school. How exactly does he know you from high school? What happened in high school, Joe? What happened in that one game y'all played? What what happened in
1: that one? He had a better day than I did. He had a better day in the game? As and state then championship. A better 5,000 days following. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember about just your guys' high school experience? So it's been so fun reliving it, you know, as we're, we're in these roles. But, and some of the things I had forgotten about, like I was reading this article, and it was Cronin had a really weird game. So we played each other in the state championship in Colorado, and they beat us. But during that game, I had a bunch of weird things happen to me. Number one, he bounced the ball off my back on a baseline out of bounds play, and I turned around and he's dunking it. Ooh. So that was the first thing. Ooh. And then a few of the other things I forgot that happened. I missed two dunks. I got a technical for hanging on the rim on another dunk. Um, I accidentally tripped a referee. So I had all these things happen. and I didn't remember the referee part at all. But when I got hired, these articles kind of surfaced. And I'm reading that, I'm going, oh. That was a weird day, but um, no shame in losing to this man. And, you know, it's just, those are such special moments in, you know, your life as a you know young adult growing up and then getting to play against a player like him, you know, you just to have that experience. And then for us 25 years later to be sitting here, it's, it's special. Yeah, that is, that is. Oh, coach.
3: So, let me add a little color. (laughs) Yeah, 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 let us know, (laughs) give us the real. (laughs) No, it was, listen, Joe played with, so when I was a youngin, obviously we grew up in different parts of town, but um, we, in the inner city, we had this team and we always went and played out in the suburbs. So, there's this team called Horizon and he went to Horizon High School and they had two twins on their team. They were really good. One's named Keith, one's named Dean. And it was like every single championship, it was us against them. And we win sometimes, they win sometimes. So we get to high school, and um, we get play them in the state championship. But Joe is basically their big man. And it's so funny because this dude, now y'all know Joe, he's like this soft-spoken. He's shy. He's all of these things. But he was a very, very fierce Competitor, I'm talking fierce. Okay. And so, like, it's just so funny to see him now, like, you know. But when we played against him, we always was like, "Yo, watch that dude, man. Mm. The legal screens.
1: <laughs> the he'll hold
3: you, grab you, anything. Yeah. Anything. So it's like, it's funny listening to this guy now, but it was a, it was a, a great game. Um, and we, we ended up winning, but it was two really good teams. And, and Joe had a great tournament. He was All State that year. What most people don't know is his sister, Katie, uh, was Miss Basketball. We, we kind of, you know, was always on the trajectory together. But he comes from a very athletic, successful family, um, but he'll never tell you that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for adding all of that. Uh, Dwayne, we are here today, this Chalk Talk. Uh, in partnership with Sport Oregon. Uh, Why is the relationship with Sport Oregon important to you?
2: Yeah, I think for us, I mean, we want to bring big events here, and we want to bring big events to Rose Quarter. So, you know, we're talking about things like the Women's Final Four, which would be incredible to have in Portland. We're talking about getting the city all-star ready. Uh, I know we 've tried for, for a few different attempts to try to get an all star game here, but you know the Allen family has owned the team for thirty five years portland 's never been a place that 's had an all star game. We would like to do whatever we need to do to yes. be ready to have an nba all star game someday so yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> working with Sport Oregon is crucial in in that process, and they've been a great partner of ours. I think I have seen Joe, by the way, that little bit competitive streak. There's been some bad calls that happened down (laughs) by the basket. Oh, what have you seen? You know, before we had to wear the mask so like I could just see it in his eyes like he gets all (laughs) snarled up and then the yelling would be muffled. But after after like in mid-March when he got to take the mask off, there's a little bit of competitive. I think I've seen it, Sean. I think (laughs) I've seen a little bit. So so don't don't cross him. Yeah. Don't cross. All right. All
0: right. Uh, Well, Joe, going back to you. Last season, Coach Billups alluded to it. You know, it was a tough season. Injuries, big trades. Um, the Blazers streak of eight consecutive seasons in the playoffs, which was the longest active streak in the league, that was snapped. So, spinning this thing forward now, what would
1: constitute a successful season for you going into this year? We've talked about this a lot where we don't want to be fixated on outcomes. We want to be more consumed with how are we playing? What are we doing better? How are we developing? How much are we connecting? You know, So for us, we're excited about this team. We think we've got a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism, a lot of versatility, a lot of competitors. But first we need to gel, and first we need to unite and learn what true winning looks like. And if, like he always says, if we connect, the wins will come. And so for us, that's what we're focused on, playing together, playing the right way
0: yeah i believe that i remember last season that middle part of the year when you could see some stuff really settling in and we got a chance to see what a team looks like with coaches' hands on it uh defending playing hard and things of that nature so so coach billups as you look forward to this season and now you know you know you got some firepower with you Mm -hmm. um i want to know what have you been seeing from some of your players that excites you uh you don't have to go through everybody but is there anything that's been standing out, whether it's a renewed Dame that's yeah. refreshed, whether it's one of the rookies coming in that you think might have a chance mm-hmm. to contribute, what have you been seeing? Yeah, it's been a great
3: summer in our gym, it really has. I mean, we've, we've had a ton of guys stay here the entire summer. Um, obviously, um, seeing Dame back healthy um, and having that that really quick, fast first gear, you know, being able to get by people and. His athleticism kind of showing back up after being healthy. That's been great. You know, that's been great to see. He's been in the gym every day, um, but all the young guys have been here. You know, we had summer league, had a really good summer league, and they all came right back here and got to work. And then some of the vets started coming in. Um, so I, I'm just seeing a, just a different, just a renewed energy about, and some optimism about us being together. Um, And Joe said it, you know, I played on a lot of teams in my career and the the very best teams that I played on. We were not the most talented team most of the times, but we were the most connected team. And so I just want us to just continue to grow and just to connect because then when you do, the sky's the limit. You know, you see it every single year in the playoffs. Um, You obviously have to have talent, um, but you got to be connected though. You know, you look at some of the series that happened last year and you look at the names on both sides and you'd be like, oh yeah, they're gonna win. But it don't happen like that in a playoff series, you know. So I want us more importantly than anything is to just to be connected. We got a lot of new guys, you know. Um, I've been so impressed with Jeremy, with Jeremy Grant. Um, We obviously, really love this game. I felt like he'd be a perfect fit for us, for Dame, for Ant, for Nurk. And man, he's been really, really impressive, so. But the thing is, we haven't had a guy like that in our gym. So it takes some time to get used to playing with a guy like that, you know, and having that type of athleticism and create mismatches and things of that nature. Defensively, him being able to guard one through five. So we got a lot of, you know, one guy that, a couple guys that we didn't really, that Joe didn't mention that we got when we tore it down was Josh Hart. Another guy, he played well when he played for a little bit for us, but he's a guy that's gonna really, really contribute for us. Um, and we, we prioritized toughness, you know, and grit, you know, when we started to reshape this thing. And I think that our fans here, are gonna, they're gonna appreciate that, you know, um, when we get out there every single night. This is a fan base that, of course, we all want to win, but there are ways that I can stomach a loss, and that's if we play extremely hard and we play together. I give it, we give it our best effort and whatever happens, happens, but that's how we're going to play every day this year. So I'm really excited about that.
0: When you talk about that connective tissue, that mm-hmm. runs through a team. Is that the kind of thing that led you over to Europe this past summer to watch your center, you and Joe both yeah. go watch and play? Is that intentional? Like, is that part yeah. of the thought process?
3: It is. It is. Um, you know, I spent time with all of most of our players this year, and uh, I wanted to make sure I go. We actually went over and spent some time and spent a week with Nurk as he was playing in the European, you know, Eurobasket. And he's just in such he, – he's such a big piece to our team. Um, and you just want to just go just go love on him, man. Just show him some love and let him know we appreciate what he's doing. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, not just with NERC, but with everybody. You know, um, we brought a lot of new guys in, but those things are very intentional all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. love it. Uh, Dwayne, you made this comment this past year, and it made sense as soon as you said it, Because as long as I've known you now for going into seven years, you've operated this way, but I hadn't heard it said this way. But you said you feel like the Trailblazers have to operate as a nonprofit and as a for-profit. Can you explain what you meant in that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think our team is just so much more than playing basketball on the court, right? It's it's obviously important. The wins and losses that matter more than anything. But when you see an arena of people wait with bated breath for a shot to go in from Damian Lillard. And then the entire crowd don't even know each other. This is pre-COVID, but I think it would still have in post-COVID start hugging each other. It's just incredible. The community that's created inside an arena is is a, I mean, that's why I do what I do. It's a special place. There are so many things out in the world that are causing people to not be connected or partisan or whatever it is but inside the arena everyone's cheering for the same thing except those nights we play the Lakers but we're trying to trying to get rid of some of that. So I think that part's really important. And then and then you have what you mean to the community, right? What the Blazers mean to Portland and we've been here for 52 years. The, the fan base has always been incredibly supportive. I think Portland probably got a team way before they should have just given the size of the city at the time they got it, but they've done nothing but embrace it every day since then. And it has this feel like you see in cities like Green Bay with the Packers, and it's just so much bigger than than the city. <clears throat> Packers fan yeah, out there. Man, I'm a Bears fan. Yeah. so. You, yeah, it's <laughs> another rough, another rough loss for us. And and then you know your job is to lift the community around you. So um, you know Ashley Klingskel, who's our head of uh, chief impact Office, chief communications and impact officer, she set up a community dinner a couple weeks ago with with all of our top community partners, and we right. had Dame there and we had Ant there, and they both talked about the importance of you know, their communities when they were growing up and they became NBA, you know, star players. And so our job as, as a team is to really lift the community around us. And you have to think about what a city would be like without an NBA team because there's just so much good that happens from having a franchise here.
0: That is going to do it for us in episode four Sport Oregon Voices. Let's give it up one last time for Dwayne Hankins, Joe Cronin, and Coach Chauncey Billups. Thank you all.